Serving the people of the Hudson Valley, St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital proudly presents another edition of Doc Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. A chronic illness or life-threatening health condition can present an array of tough questions and challenges. Palliative care can relieve symptoms of a disease while maintaining the highest possible quality of life for the patients. My guests today are Dr. Curtie Joseph. She's a palliative care physician and a member of the St. Luke's Cornwall Medical Group. And Sue Martino. She's a nurse practitioner with St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Ladies, let's just start with a definition. Dr. Joseph, I'll start with you. Tell us what is palliative medicine and give us a little bit of the evolution of how this came about. Hi, Melanie. Thank you for having me today. Um, Very honored to be talking to you. So palliative medicine is actually something that, you know, um, is very important today. More and more people are dealing with chronic and advanced illnesses. They're living longer, but that doesn't mean that they're living a good full life. And that's where palliative care comes in. It's for patients that might be going through cancer or heart failure or renal disease, um, and they feel that they have a lot of symptoms like pain or shortness of breath or nausea, vomiting, and also part of their social problems. Like these are people that are bikers or hunters or, you know, they used to fish a lot, but now they, are, they don't have the ability to go out and do these things anymore. And that's sort of where palliative care comes in. It's, where it's a multidisciplinary approach. You know, it usually involves a clinician, a social worker, um, you know, and we have referrals to resources for psychologists or people that can really help you live a full life when you are dealing with, with treating these chronic advancing illnesses. Um, you know, as we all know, hospice is a very, very well-known co- concept. This has been, um, hospice is something that has been there for a, a lot longer. And they found that, you know, unfortunately, hospice is something that is only offered to people once they um, decide to stop treatment. Um, but hospice is a very, very effective and um, important aspect of treatment. So we found that, you know, and, and the whole reason that palliative care came about, one of the first um, fellowships ha- actually happened in the 1980s so for palliative care. And that the purpose of that was to extend um, that same services that hospice provides to patients that are also undergoing treatment for chronic illnesses. Sue, next question to you is, Dr. Joseph mentioned hospice care. One of the most common questions people have are myths or misconceptions surrounding palliative care. Is it just another term for hospice or end-of-life care? Is it used for non-terminal patients more often than not? And give us a good definition of hospice care versus palliative care. Sure, Melanie. Um, and, and it is a very common question, and it is a very common misconception. Hospice care is employed in the care plan of a patient who has stopped aggressive treatment because there is no benefit at that time in life. So, in other words, chemotherapy is not effective. Radiation or surgery or sometimes even dialysis may not be effective in improving this patient's condition. So hospice is employed. It is a six-month benefit, which can be extended if needed, but it is for patients who are stopping, you know, invasive and aggressive measures and are now being treated for their symptoms. So that means that we look at these patients and we look at their pain. We look at their 
their difficulty in breathing, their perhaps nausea and vomiting, confusion, agitation, and we treat them based on those symptoms. We're not looking for a diagnosis. We're not looking to do blood work or scans or x-rays unless absolutely necessary. And we include the families in this care plan to help support the patient at end of life. But on the other side of that coin is palliative care, in which we also get involved with symptom management, but we are doing it in the context of aggressive measures. So when a patient is on palliative care, they can receive x-rays and surgeries and transfusions and IVs and antibiotics and all kinds of aggressive measures because we do feel that this is a, a situation or a condition that can show improvement and the patient's quality of life will be better. So that's the basic difference. Palliative care during treatment, hospice when treatment is no longer um, going to make a, a, a big difference. Dr. Joseph, you mentioned a multidisciplinary mm-hmm. approach to palliative care. Mm-hmm. Tell us about who's involved and actually what it is that palliative care entails. Is it medicational? Is there any interventions, procedural interventions? Explain a little bit about who's involved and what they're doing. Absolutely. So um, in our hospital at St. Luke's, at St. Luke's um, what we have here is I. There's myself, I'm a physician. We have Sue Martino, who is a nurse practitioner with that extensive experience, um, you know, in ICU settings, in hospice settings, and that she was the one that actually started the palliative care program at this hospital. And we now were able to also add a social worker who um, also has a lot of experience with, um, uh, you know, providing counseling for family members um, and children of patients that have um, passed on or that are that have been dealing with um, chronic issues. So, um, and we do have at hand um, chaplain services available. So, as as palliative care, what do we do? You know, what what does palliative care mean? Uh, we do not do any procedures, but what we mainly provide are a medica- medications, medications to help with symptoms, complex pain symptoms. You know, this is not just pain that goes away with Tylenol or Advil. Um, a lot of times our patients with all these chronic illnesses have very, very complex pain. We work with opiates. We work with, I'm certified in medical marijuana. We um, work with antidepressants and, um, you know, neuropathic pain agents to help with these complex pain and, and symptoms that patients are having. It's not just pain. A lot of our COPD and CHF patients also have really, really bad shortness of breath, and that's the most uh, limiting thing that they often um, encounter in their life. So, you know, medications to help with, with that, medications to help with sleep. For a lot of our dementia patients, they have um, sundowning and agitation symptoms at nighttime. Um, so these are the different types of, you know, these are just examples of some of the symptoms um, that we help with, with medication. Um, the other thing that we do is, you know, time devoted to intensive family meetings and patient and family counseling. Um, remember that when when somebody has a chronic or advanced illness, it's not just the patient that's going through this. It's their entire family and their loved ones. So we, you know, and a lot of times, more often than not, somebody goes in to see their doctor and they comes out and they feel like they don't know they don't. They didn't understand anything that they that was just told to them. So we have the time to devote to these intensive family meetings to go over 
um, with them what was, you know, everything that was just discussed and everything that about their illness and, and imaging results or whatever uh, they may have had. Um, communication and support for resolving patient, family, and physician questions concerning the goals of care. And, of course, coordination of care uh, transition across healthcare settings. So one of the things to really, um, you know, remember is that we don't just work independently. We work very, very closely with that patient's primary care provider or that patient's oncologist or that patient's nephrologist, whatever the primary problem that that patient may be facing. We work very closely with that physician as well. And what we find is that it's not just for the patient. It's, you know, it's actually pretty satisfying for that provider as well. Um, to have, you know, an extra layer of support provided to their patient and their family. Sue, can someone get palliative care even if they are homebound or at home? And does insurance cover palliative care? Palliative care um, does not get reimbursed at home as a specialty. It gets reimbursed um, for the home care portion as any other um, diagnosis would get. So insurance will cover that patient at home in terms of giving them support through home care agencies, whether that's a nurse's aide that might be able to go over and help the patient get washed up or have something to eat, a visiting nurse who could go over. The difference being, Melanie, is that that plan of care is communicated with the home care agency to say, this is a palliative care focus. So, if I were to go to the patient's house, I could bill as a, as a doctor's visit, but it, it, and that would be covered by insurance, but the home care itself is under the generalized home care that you would receive automatically. So that's very understandable, and I'm glad that you cleared that up for people. So, Dr. Joseph, let's wrap this up. How does somebody find a palliative care specialists such as yourself. You mentioned referral at the very beginning. Is this only on referral basis? You also mentioned that they can keep their own primary care physician. They can, You work with their oncologist or their physician. So how do they find palliative care? What's the first step families should do? Absolutely. It's a great question. So yes, I mean, it is a referral-based you know, referral um System. So you can absolutely ask your primary care physicians about it to see if they know of any palliative care providers. We, um, you know, as far as I know, um, Sue and I, uh, uh, we provide um, outpatient at Cornwall services at Cornwall. Um, but um, definitely, you can ask your primary care provider about you know referral to palliative care. Um, I actually once had a patient that was seeing an oncologist in Goshen. And he happened to go online because he knew what palliative care was and he wanted to get palliative care services. Services. He was an uh, advanced pancreatic cancer patient that was getting chemotherapy but also had horrible nausea, vomiting, and pain. And he just Googled, you know, the closest palliative care doctors. And that's how he found me and he called me and he came to see me. Um, and uh, we uh, you really were able to help him out quite a bit. He was able to go to uh, Orlando to see Harry Potter World and that was his goal. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's another way you can always Google online um, and find palliative care providers. Sometimes also, if you look under the website of your local hospital, they may have, um, you know, services offered. And it, a lot of times the palliative care service is listed there and you can contact them. 
Sue, wrap it up for us. What you want people to know when you get asked every day about palliative care and, oh, does it, is it hospice care? Is it end of life? What's the difference? Wrap it all up for us with your best advice for families seeking relief from painful conditions and palliative care. I, I think um, that's, that's a great way to end this. You know, the palliative care department is there to help support the quality of life for patients and their families. Not We don't just focus on the patient. We include the families with support and education, and we are the bridge between symptoms and sometimes very, very technical terminology that patients are getting um, given by their physicians. Um, there are lots and lots of specialists in the world now. That's what medicine has come to. We are, you know, focused on every system having its own doctor. And sometimes it's difficult to put that all together and understand, is dad getting better or is dad not? Because this doctor says one thing and that doctor says another. Palliative care can put that in perspective, can support the symptoms that may go along with treatment, like chemotherapy side effects, for example, and be able to keep a plan of care focused Palliative care becomes more of a, a common term. People will get to understand, and we will continue to explain. Palliative care during active treatment, hospice during end of life. And they're both very, very intense moments in people's, you know, um, conditions and their illnesses, and we are trained to do both of those things. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us today and sharing your expertise about the difference between palliative and hospice care. People don't understand the differences. You've cleared it up so very well. And thank you for all the great work that you're doing. This is Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. For more information, please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org. That's stlukescornwallhospital.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.